0: Paid 260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. And we are back. Kickback Pod Season 2, Episode 3, episode 26 overall, and we have never missed a week. It's your boy Fabi G on the mic, a.k.a. the Beast from the Southeast co-host extraordinaire. Unfortunately, I'm flying solo today because Josh, a.k.a. JD Kicks, a.k.a. the King of Trainers, is feeling a little under the weather and he's unable to make it, but he sends his regards, he sends his love, he obviously wishes he could be here with us today. At this point, I want to say, you know, that we all wish Josh the swiftest of recoveries, If you're following him on IG, go drop him a message, tell him you miss his voice, and that he gets better soon, because this podcast is definitely better when it's both of us. Um, But this week, due to Josh's absence, I'll be doing a quick and easy news episode, taking you through some of the biggest sneaker news stories of the week, as well as talking about latest pickups and upcoming drops. But to begin, I just wanted to share with all of you that I started my new job. I'm not working at High Somebody anymore as of the 1st of Feb. Um, and to be honest with all of you, it feels really weird because, um, you know, it's been four and a half years since I started there. And like with any change, especially a big one like this, it takes some getting used to. Um, I still have a few pieces coming out the next week or so. So keep your eyes peeled on high somebody's Instagram on their website and all of course also be sharing them on Instagram as well this week. So, uh, I'm sure that some of you will see them there, but Let us get into the latest pickups. And at this point, again, I want to say it's a weird feeling doing this without Josh. Um, Usually, you know, we're going back and forth. We got banter. We're, you know, we're vibing off of each other and each other's energy. Uh, Doing this alone, definitely a change of pace. Definitely something that, uh, you know, I need to get used to a little bit first. So apologies if most of you or many of you were expecting Josh and myself um, I'm sure he'll be back next week for a big episode, I can promise you that. Um, but yeah, latest pickups. I actually don't have any sneaker pickups to speak of this week because moving and buying furniture has really drained the accounts. Um, what I did pick up, though, was a beautiful dark green pair of Issey Miyake Omplis pleated trousers. Uh, for those of you who know me personally, you'll know that I've wanted a pair for ages and um, and I feel like that trend of pleated trousers is maybe dying down. It's definitely past its peak. Um, but again, I've wanted these pants for so long, never been willing to pay full retail price. So I've always been on the hunt for steals, for pairs on sale, secondhand pairs. And um, you know that wish finally came true when I saw a dark green pair on sale. So uh, stay tuned for fit FitPix. Um, I don't do those often, but I think these pants definitely, definitely warrant a fit pick on my feed. Um, but moving on to the meat of the show, I'll give you a quick rundown of some of the biggest news stories of the week. First of all, we've got Joe Fresh Goods. He revealed the model that will be the subject of his latest New Balance collaboration. The Nike Sakai Vapor Waffle in white and black nylon is finally arriving after appearing on one retailer's site, and that could mean we're looking at an imminent release. Thirdly, Michael Jordan's broken foot game, Air Jordan 1 Chicago, sold for $422,130. That is a lot of money. And last but not least... Nike is taking people to court again. But this time, we're on Nike's side. So, without further ado, let's get into the top news stories. So, for those of you that follow the pod on Instagram, follow Joe Fresh Goods on uh, Twitter, you'll have seen that the New Balance 550 is the silhouette of choice for his upcoming collaboration. It's a new silhouette for Joe Fresh Goods. It's a silhouette that, you know, Josh and myself have talked a lot about. Uh, on the pod, and it's one that we expect to dominate New Balance airwaves at the very least this year, maybe even next year. Um, Joe Fresh Goods past collaborations have been relatively colorful, so we expect a pop of color, which is a nice change of pace because uh, some of the New Balance 550 collaborations, general releases, they've been very classic color blocking, you know, very classic collegiate. Um, you know, home and away, you've got, you know, the, the Syracuse colorway that recently came out. You had an all white, all black colorway. Then you obviously had the Aim on Door pairs that were very, very popular. You had the Aura Lee uh, 550s, which were this really beautiful kind of off white cream. Um, so I believe uh, that the Joe Fresh Goods pair will, you know, be a nice change of pace from that. Expect a pop of color, expect something different, maybe even playing around with different materials who knows um joe fresh goods is getting two colorways at least that's the way it seems judging from his picks because he shared two boxes one red and one uh this kind of green turquoise um so you know hopefully i mean hopefully he sticks to his guns puts in a lot of color puts in a lot of materials and uh, really mixes it up because that silhouette is just begging for a remix. and yeah, I think Joe Fresh Goods getting two pairs instead of just one or at least two colorways shows that he's taking on a bigger role with New Balance. You know, instead of doing one-offs, he's now doing bigger collections. You've got the, you know, the merch on the side, which is also very, very popular and reminds me a little bit of a cactus plant flea market, if I'm honest. At least, you know, the the vibrant uh, colors, the vibrant, um, how do you say, uh graphics that he uses on his shirts on his sweatpants. Um, it's it's really something that is resonating with a lot of consumers at the moment. And that's why his work has been so popular over the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, another pair of shoes that's coming out that's been hotly anticipated is the Sakai Nike Vapor Waffle in black and white nylon. Um, those apparently were set to drop on Feb first at Haven. I don't know if they actually dropped or if that was just a mistake. Um, But if they did drop, uh, it could mean that they're coming soon elsewhere. Uh, The fact that Haven actually communicated the release, even if it was maybe a little bit too early, means that retailers have now received stock or at least received word that they are getting stock. Um, So keep your eyes peeled there. Keep your eyes uh, on social media. Follow, you know, your favorite retailers, your favorite boutiques, because um, I believe or we believe that those shoes are coming soon. Uh, I was Honestly, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be very honest, I was not a big fan of the silhouette. And I still think it's a little bit too chunky for people under six foot to wear. Um, myself being one of those people. They're a little literal brick. I mean, I've seen them in a size 12, which is admittedly huge, but they're just massive. They look like a like a boat on your feet. Um, but you know, the white with a gum sole is always a combination that works really well. And then the triple black pair is, you know, super clean, um, and a classic Nike colorway, you know, the black with some white accents. So, um, I'm putting this out there now. I might have to cop myself a pair and I'll be keeping a keen eye out for release information on these. Um, this is a pair that, And I don't know how you guys feel about this, but sometimes there's sneakers that, uh, you know, I see first. I'm like, nah, these are trash or like, nah, whatever. I don't like them. But then you see them in another colorway or you see them in another collaboration. You're like, actually, you know what? Like these have actually caught my eye the second or third time around because they've been reimagined. They've been slightly changed, slightly altered. um, And that makes all the difference sometimes. Um, So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll admit, I'll be the first one to admit that maybe I was wrong about this shoe. Um, and I'm looking forward to that release hopefully in the next few weeks yeah so that is it for Nike Sakai we're still waiting on information on the um, upcoming Cortez drop which is another one that I really really need to get my hands on I'd say in terms of sneakers that I'm most looking forward to those are in the top three Uh, the Joe Fresh Good 550s are also in my top three Uh, so a lot of good heat coming our way soon um, yeah, and then thirdly, one of our news stories is Michael Jordan's broken foot game, Nike Air Jordan 1, sells for $422,130. That is an insane amount. I mean, obviously, game worn Jordan attire, apparel, accessories, sneakers they always sell for a lot, but $422,000 that is. Mind-boggling amounts of money spent on a shoe that is now 36 years old because Jordan wore this shoe on October 29, 1985 against the Warriors in his second season in the NBA. He broke his foot wearing these, which is what makes them so special. They're not just any sneaker that he wore in his first or second season. Um, And obviously, those are just as special. But this is a shoe that he wore when he suffered probably his worst injury of his career. He missed six months of action due to that broken foot. It derailed his sophomore season. And, you know, it was a big deal back then because it's not really the kind of injury that, you know, many people come back from. Uh, all the time and and reach the heights that they reached before especially in the 80s where you know medical sports medicine was at a much different level than it is today you know the ACL tear used to be a career killer now it's not such a big deal anymore the Achilles I mean look at Durant he's back he's balling but then you look at other players who've suffered Achilles tears and you know they're out Uh, ended it basically ended um Uh, Kobe Bryant's career because he was never the same player after that Uh, although you know he did score that what was it 60 60 something points in his last game which was incredible Um, but obviously Michael Jordan came back won six championships uh, a bunch of MVP scoring titles uh, all first team um, and that all after a broken foot which makes him even, even better and even more goated in my opinion. Um, but what's interesting about this is when he returned from that broken foot, he actually wore a special shoe, which featured a support strap. It was, I believe it was a hybrid between the Nike Air Jordan two sole unit and the Nike Air Jordan one upper. And there was a strap that ran through it and basically secured his foot tighter than it normally would have as, as a shoe. Um, and that shoe has also become one of MJ's most famous sneakers just because it's so unique. Uh, there's a lot of good pieces out there, uh, both on Heisenbaity, but also on Complex about the story of the shoe, the history of how it came about, who designed it, how long Michael Jordan wore it. So if you're interested in that, you know, maybe that can be an episode down the line. But if you're interested in that, then definitely head online and uh, give that a Google um, and yeah, like I said before, a lot of Michael Jordan merchandise sells for a lot of money. Ever since the Last Dance documentary came out in 2020 and all of our butts were glued to the seat because we couldn't take our eyes off the screen, um, game-worn Michael Jordan jerseys, game-worn Michael Jordan sneakers, especially Air Jordan ones, had just broken record after record after record at, um, at auction. I believe there was also a pair of Nike Airships, which was the sneaker he wore before the Air Jordan came out that went for a, a ridiculous 1.4 million dollars. Which uh, you know, if you're spending that much money on shoes, you must have a lot of money. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for the Michael Jordan story. Moving on, we are looking at Nike suing counterfeit sellers, which you know really isn't big news in itself, uh, as that's to be expected of a sportswear brand with intellectual property, but. What's interesting with this story and uh, Complex reported at first is that eBay and Amazon are being um, accused by Nike for not doing enough to keep fakes off the market. So um, as far as I understand it, Nike is suing the counterfeiters directly. I don't believe that they're pulling eBay and Amazon into the suit because that would be crazy if Nike uh, started suing eBay and Amazon, who are two huge titans in their own right. Um, but they are mentioning that these platforms are not doing enough to keep fakes off the market, which is a little funny because eBay, uh, I don't know if it was just in Germany, but it was definitely here in Berlin um, that eBay had a huge campaign where they rolled out their legit checking, their authentication uh, process. And it's something that they're obviously trying to figure out, or at least actively putting money behind putting effort behind um, and I know that you know from personal experience eBay was always always a hotbed for fakes same as grailed um, but it's definitely gotten better over the years and I think um, you know I haven't bought anything off of eBay recently but uh, if any of you have ever used the authentication um, platform on eBay please let us know how it went um, I believe that, you know, it's a step in the right direction. Obviously, StockX is offering it. Collect is offering that. Grailed has been offering that for a while now in a different form. So it was only time, uh, you know, it, it was only a matter of time before eBay kind of jumped on that and, and offered the same uh, feature. But uh, it was always, you know, hard and it was always up to the user to find out if a sneaker was real or fake. So maybe Nike pressing them will change that even quicker, you know, will make eBay invest even more money into it or improve their infrastructure even more so that becoming uh, so that buying and selling sneakers on eBay can become even easier. Amazon, on the other hand, I think, in many cases acts more like a drop shipper so it's a platform where people can just sell their stuff and and Amazon does the fulfillment most of the time there's a lot of sellers on there that you know are probably super shady um and i i personally don't know anyone that would be buying a pair of hype sneakers on there uh it's probably more of a generally mainstream counterfeiting issue but nike believes that you know a lot of sneakers are being sold or a lot of Nike sneakers being sold on Amazon are turning out to be fake, and that Amazon could be doing a better job of restricting access to fake products on their platform. Either way, check out that report on complex sneakers. It's a nice little write up um, and gives you all the information you need to know. Now, coming into upcoming drops, we have first and foremost the Nike Dunk Low dover street market which is dropping on february 5th which should be tomorrow if you're listening to this podcast on the day that it came out two colorways black and white super nice velvety pair so i think the upper is almost completely decked in velvet with you know the the regular nike dunk sole um honestly really really nice pair they surfed surfaced last year with next to no information and release details have been kept tight until now. Uh, we have official images. And yeah, those should be available at all Dover Street market locations as well as in their eShop online. It's a very Dover Street market. You know, anyone who knows DSM, a lot of the stuff is triple black, triple white. The logos of both brands are on the insoles. Very, very subtle branding. So if you're looking for a Nike Dunk and are still not tired of the Nike Dunk hype, this is definitely a good option for you. Also dropping on February 5th is the Jound Bapesta. Josh and I have talked about this several times over the last few episodes. Super clean colorway. The leather looks really premium in some of the pictures that I've seen recently compared to most general releases, which is nice to see. I know I had that hot take about, uh, you know, sneakerheads not knowing what quality is. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's the best quality ever, but the leather does look like it's a little bit more premium, at least than the regular stuff you see on Nike Air Force 1s or um, Air Jordan 1s that are kind of generally straight to Foot Locker. Um, But yeah, that drop is happening on the 5th of February. Super um, anticipated ever since it was announced at the end of last year. I think people have been kind of licking their lips at this release. Um, The colorway, like I said, super clean, super subtle all white, triple, triple white base with a nice off, off white cream gray swoosh, or not even swoosh, a shooting star logo, Uh, and then co-branded insoles, tongues, and heel. Uh, Anyone who has followed Jound for any amount of time will know that that's basically their MO, just really clean, one color, very seasonal, very, you know, on trend, and also kind of Sticking to their brand ethos and not really going into the BAPESTA direction of crazy colors. So, you know, I got to respect that. Sticking to their guns. Um, Another release, this one dropping tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening to this. February 4th, you've got the Puma Mellow Ball uh, or MB-01 Buzz City. The sneaker looks a little bit like a Kyrie Nike signature sneaker just because of the mid cut. Um, This one's for all the hooping fans out there. I've heard a lot of good things about the uh, Puma MB01. Um, Personally, I'm not sure what to make of it. Like I said, I feel like it looks too similar to the Kyrie sneakers. And the logo on the ankle, or not the logo, but the graphic on the ankle, especially on this pair, could almost look like an Adidas Trefoil logo if you look closely, which is funny because Puma and Adidas are obviously huge rivals um, because, you know, the brothers co-founded or the brothers founded either one of them. Um, But yeah, that sneaker is dropping February 4th. Um, Another drop that I'm excited about but also a little bit unsure about is the Pharrell BBC Adidas NMD Hue Running Dog release, Um, It has a nice, clean olive green colorway on the prime knit upper with a running dog graphic stitched across the forefoot of both shoes. That is dropping on February 4th. Um, I'm not sure if the NMD Hue is still that popular. I know that a lot of colorways sit. It is a BBC triple collaboration. Um, If you want them, they're dropping again February 4th at the regular retailers. You already know. Um the olive green is nice. Boost is comfortable, prime knit's comfortable. It's not a bad sneaker. Maybe not my favorite of the week, but I'm sure there's people out there that like it. Uh, another release that's coming up on February 5th, a lot of stuff releasing on the 5th is the End Solomon XT Wings 2 Sirocco. Uh super clean colorway, super nice. It's a sneaker model that Solomon is pushing a lot uh, over the last 12 months and probably in the next few months as well. Um, For those of you who have heard our previous episode, Josh obviously said that he um, is going to try out more different sneaker brands this year, Solomon being one of them. And uh, he, I believe, has bought an XT4 or an XT6, but the XT Wings 2 is also a really underrated uh, model that if you're looking for something niche within a niche, So, you know, Solomon being niche and then the XT Wings 2 being even more niche. You know, uh, the end collaboration is a really, really nice uh, place to start. The sneaker is kind of decked out in this beautiful brown kind of sandy colorway inspired almost by like the desert. Almost looks like the, the, the color that, you know, the Mars landscape could have. So if you're into that kind of stuff, then this might be a sneaker for you. Again, that's dropping on February 5th. Then we have the acronym Nike Blazer Low, which was seen on Errolson Hue several months ago, maybe even a year ago, and nobody knew whether it was coming, whether it was just a sample, Uh, but turns out that it's dropping now on February 10th at a retailer such as End. I'm honestly not a huge fan of this shoe. Uh, I think that the colorway is too bright, But it does fit into Acronym's wheelhouse, you know, like uh, Acronym has had sneakers in the past, especially, you know, Nike collaborations that have been very bright and have mixed white and black with different neon pops. So it is very, very acronym. And I think fans of the brand will really enjoy this shoe. It features kind of a removable heel tab or heel counter that you can screw in and out which adds another element of customizability, a little bit of um, acronym flavor, if you will. So it's definitely a cool release. It's just maybe not something for me, but I'm sure that there's a lot of acronym fans out there or just fans in general of the Blazer Low that have been looking for something different. Um, and then last, but definitely not least, we've got the Aim on Door New Balance 993, which obviously already dropped. I believe it was all already last year, but END has the um, purple and white colorway, uh, or the purple and cream colorway, however you want to call it, dropping February 11th. So um, I'm not sure if this is a wider release or if END just had stock issues and re- received their stock late. But for those of you who missed out on retail the first time, you can try and call them on END. Uh, I'm not going to say for retail because we all know that end prices, their shoes way too high for people, not in the UK, um, which, you know, is a strategy you can agree with or disagree with, um, as someone who doesn't live in the UK, it's obviously a little bit annoying, but yeah, that is dropping on February 11th. If you are a fan of new balance, Aim on door or both, that is it from my end Obviously uh thank you for listening. Um I appreciate you taking the time even though Josh hasn't been here today. I am looking forward to connecting with Josh again in a couple weeks. We have a really special episode lined up for you guys. Um a lot of history A lot of, you know, contemporary trends, style. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but keep an eye on our Instagram where we will be, you know, announcing what next week's or not, not next week, what next time's episode is all about. And yeah, that's it for me. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed it. Give me some feedback because again, it was very weird doing this without Josh. Definitely miss him. It's definitely better with him. But if you have any feedback, I'm open to it. Send it to the uh, kickback pod, Instagram, or even my private one, uh, up to you. And yeah, hopefully, talk to you all soon. Peace.